Blog Talk Radio.
Peace, peace, peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. This is Noble Edge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed. This is your host, Brother Blue. Poor Live and Direct. Welcome back, family, to KTL. All right. Uh, definitely have another classic in store for you this evening. Okay. Give me one second. Get situated. Uh, and just getting off the road, all right, in mean, my travels. Just got to my destination. Let me um, bring in the brother Red Pill. Give me one second. Peace, hello. Peace, hello. Peace, hello. Peace, family. I'm back. Um, my line cut, tried to merge, bring him in on the three-way. And um, I don't know what happened. I'm going to have to try it again. All right, just give me one second. One second, job. Peace, right. Peace, hello. Peace, hello. Peace. Yes, indeed. Uh, welcome back, family. Uh, we had to work through these technical difficulties. We are back in the building. I have brother Red Pill with me, right? Peace to the family. Peace to you and yours. Talk to the people. Peace to the family. Welcome to Nodalize Radio. This is your brother, Red Pill, reporting live and direct. Greetings, family. Thank you for joining us tonight. We are definitely in the building for another monumental episode. Uh, tonight will be one for the record books. We are very, very, very proud and very uh, honored to be in the presence of one of our great teachers, Sister Sharazad Ali. Yes, indeed. indeed. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely, family. All right. Um, we have some very quick announcements to make, and we're going to get directly into our scheduled event. Facts. Yes. Yes. Uh, Philadelphia family, peace, peace and love. Tomorrow uh, I will be at the York House on Old York Road. At noon, 12 p.m. noon to 4 p.m., we are going to be doing a presentation with our Moorish brothers, part two of the presentation that we did with people versus the unholy Roman Empire and all of their subordinates. Um, we're just going to close it out. You know what I'm saying? We did a powerful part one. Brother Tosh Tariq Bay up. Um, hopefully, he'll be in the building tomorrow to add on as well. I look forward to seeing any of the family that's out here in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Delaware, surrounding areas come through and, um, you know, come and get some of this information. Yes, All right. Now, how can the people go about getting, you know, part one of that uh, dissertation that you presented? They've been hearing a lot about it. How can they go about getting their hands on it? Yeah, I intend on just uploading it to uh, our Nodaledge YouTube channel. Um, just look out for that, family. Nodaledge TV, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, find us on YouTube, Nodaledge TV. 
um, and go ahead and just subscribe, and you will receive that as soon as it uploads. I figured it it'd be right to just wait for the part two and then put it online, you know, let the family get that, you know, that'd be something for the family so they could go ahead and study and get their, you know, just get to just get, get your studies on, get your information. It's something that everybody needs. So we're going to do it like that. Um, yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Any other information, timely information that you need to share with people? Uh, not at this moment. That's about it for right now. Right, nothing else upcoming to think of? Uh, not not at the moment. Mm-mm. Okay. And again, um, it was almost the same issue, family. I had a scheduling conflict on Tuesday. I was traveling. Um, I had just got to my destination, and I was unable to log in for some reason. So we were unable to broadcast from the road on Tuesday. All right. I'm just now physically getting into my destination here. I'm in Atlanta. All right. KTL's in the ATL. Shout out to the family out here in the A. Okay. But uh, we are live and direct broadcasting to you. With no further ado, uh, let's push this show forward. Are you going to bring our guests in on your line, brother? Yes, give me one minute, brother. No problem. All right. Um, To the family, again, we want to say thank you. I've been getting nothing but positive feedback about last Friday's show with Dr. Francis Crest Wilson, okay? Uh, We definitely look forward to bringing the sister forward for another program. We're going to do a follow-up maybe in a month, okay? We're going to give it some time coincide and synchronize her reappearance with her ATL lecture that she's doing with Professor Griff and Zaza. Shout out to them. Shout out to the Enemy Minds family. All right. Shout out to everybody out there within the, the sound of my voice. All right. Um, yeah. So look out for that. It's going to be monumental. And if you haven't heard the show in the archive, Makes your business to check it out. Okay? Yes, yes. Um, Brother Blue. Yes. I might have to hang up because I'm on two lines in order to do what we got to do. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so how would that work? Uh, I got two on my line, so. Okay, okay. What, you had an open line when I called you or something? I was on Know the Ledge Radio. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, family, you know, our apologies, but this is what happens when you're on the road and you're trying to work things out. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have to hang up and then recall and go through all of that again. Try my best to avoid it, but if that's what we have to do, then that's what we have to do. So, yeah, we wouldn't have to do that. Just give me a, a idea how you want me to play it. You saying you want me to call you back, and then I'll call. Yes, uh, the sister may be on the line right now, sister. I will be calling you from my three four seven six five zero zero number in approximately two minutes. So we are going to bring you in via the three-way, all right? All right. So you're going to hang up, and I'm calling you back? Yeah, then I'll call on the three. All right. Do it like that. Okay, family, again, I apologize, but this is what we have to do to make things happen, you know what I'm saying, because of these last-minute technical difficulties. I'm having an issue with my Wi-Fi where I'm at. But, you know, we improvise and we make things happen. So, with that being said, let me go and bring the brother in. Give me one second, please. All right, greetings, family. Brother should be clicking over 
any second now with tonight's guest. All right, again, we say thank you for sticking it out with us. All right. Nonetheless. Peace, Brother Blue. Uh, Peace. We have a caller on the line without any further ado, family. Yes. I would love to present to you. Do you have the uh, description for the episode? Do you want to do that first? Um, yes, if you would give me one second. <laughs> Y'all gotta tighten up. Okay. Got tight. Got tighten up. You know what I'm saying? But but Doc, you know, we're trying to explain to them that sometimes you have to improv. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you gotta sir. make it happen. And um, you know, this is the the unfortunately the nature and the condition of the melanated family right now. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we're winging sir. it. That's you know, right. we're pulling That's threads right. together. Yes, we got to make That's it happen. Right. But, you know, by, by any and all means, the show must go on. And, um, you know, the, the cosmetic cosmetics and aesthetics of it might look a little ratchet. But we cheer. We here. Yes, you know, That's we got right. you on the line. We broadcast live and direct. You know what I'm saying? I feel awesome. I'm sure Brother Red feels great as well. You know, and we're going to have... Atlanta? Did you say y'all in Atlanta? I'm in Atlanta right now, yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm in Philadelphia right oh, now. All right, that's my two so. favorite spots. I live in both those cities. Oh, okay. We're on the bread. There you go. We're on yeah. the bread. <laughs> so we both have events this weekend that we're doing. So we split up, and uh, we're taking care of business. So you know, when you're on the road, sometimes you're not in the studio. Things get a little bit of. It's like you got to juggle some things, you know. Internet connections don't work the same way. But right. nonetheless, like the brother said, the ancestors and the powers that be made it so everything will work out. And we're here, and we're honored to be here with you. And the family is here to uh, hear you tonight. So welcome to Know the Ledge Radio, and greetings, and peace and love. Absolutely. No doubt. So how are you tonight? Well, y'all want to tell them who I am, or did y'all tell them that already? I am pulling up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, my night is <laughs> my night is definitely in retrograde. I can, I can tell them. Listen, I can tell but, them who I am. Yes, that? please do. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is, all right. This is Sharazad Ali, and uh, I'm so happy to be with these two brothers tonight. This is the best interview I've had all day already, okay? (laughs) (laughs) This is how we learn, and this is how we, you know, and we do. We have to make it work, and we make it, and juggle it, and do whatever we have to do. But I'm so honored that you all invited me. And uh, I used to live, like I say, in uh, Atlanta, and I lived out on Hamilton Road. Oh, okay. 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 I lived out there. And, uh, and uh, I got friends all over Atlanta. And then when I moved to Philadelphia, I lived in South Philly. Beautiful. Okay. Shout so I'm familiar with South, both South, of South, South. Yes, indeed. <laughs> indeed, indeed. I hear you. Uh-huh. Now, yeah, uh, I have um been a fan of your work, you know, from what I remember was about the early 90s, you know what I'm saying? You were somewhat myth- mystical to us, you know? We we just saw your work, you know? We reverberated with your words. We resonated with your message, you know what I'm saying? And this was during a time that very rarely you got a chance to interact with your heroes and your sheroes and things of that nature, you know what I'm saying? They were mythological. so. You know, here we are in the 2000s or what have you, and our younger generation, our brothers and sisters, now have the benefit to still be introduced to your wonderful works via these new vehicles, i.e. hidden colors and things of that nature. What has been your experience with your quote-unquote reintroduction to a whole new populace? Well, it has uh, certainly been wonderful. I- I, I would say that probably 80% of all the email commentary that I get is from young people now. You know, and yes. I was trying to teach their parents, like you said, 20, 
three years ago when the Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman first came out, you know. Absolutely. And it was so groundbreaking regarding our relationships and the inability to get along that it captured the entire nation. And uh, it it certainly, you know, that joke they used to tell, if you want to hide anything from a black person, put it in a book. Well, (laughs) my book proved that wrong because all the brothers were reading. The young brothers, the old brothers were reading outside under the street lamp, uh, on the hill, in the park. I mean, everybody was reading everywhere you went. The brother had it in his back pocket, in his briefcase or whatever. You know, people were, uh, you know, our men and our women were reading, and so that was a good thing. And it laid the foundation for us to have a black book industry. At that time, we didn't have any black book distributors because there was no need because we didn't have enough black books to distribute. Wow. And, uh, uh, you know, the black man's guy, a lot of people opened their bookstores just based on that one book sales. You said an industry, y'all? That's right. I was cover of the black book explosion. I hear that. uh, (laughs) Yes, sir. That's right. That's what I did. And I'd never you know, get that kind of recognition for it because of my topic. Had my yeah. subject matter been something different, I'd have got all kind of accolades. I'd still be getting them. But because yeah. of the particular <laughs> subject that I chose to write about, you know, it's uh, it's been, you know, a little bit more hidden. But uh, it has been wonderful to, you know, be, be back on the circuit this time with young people because right. they're having the same problems that their parents had. Uh, and they're now. looking for some new information and some new See? wording that they hadn't heard, you know. There we go. Now, that was my – you segued into my next question. My next question was from an assessment of the level of inquiry that you're getting from the younger generation. You know what I'm saying? Is this a different approach that you would have to take? Is the commentary and the conversation that you're having with the youth different because of – what some might conceive as, you know, the different variables that might be at play right now. You know what I'm saying? Is that conversation somewhat different? Do you find that you have to have a, let's say, a little bit more of a quote-unquote Aquarian approach to this age? I don't know what that means, but what I do know is that uh, (laughs) I talk to them in the same way that I talk to their parents. In fact, a lot of it I talk to them about their parents. But a great deal of the response I get from them, which is so interesting, is that they write me letters of testimony. And they Mm -hmm. tell me about when they were a little child that they saw me on television and they never could understand what I was talking about, but they would see their parents arguing every time I came on. (laughs) 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 And and now they say that uh, uh, they really appreciate the things that I've written because it has helped them understand. I hear from young men whose mother has been in prison. I hear from young men whose mother abused them. Mm -hmm. I hear from young men whose mother abandoned them, and they're saying things like, thank you for Mm -hmm. helping a young brother like me understand so I can move forward in my life. And so it's a very rewarding work. And then a lot of the women, who were out protesting against a lot of the things I was talking about have uh, the adult women. Now they have written to me saying that they apologize for their behavior and that they wow. bought their daughter, my book for a wedding gift. Wow. Right? So I've gotten, you know, just wonderful commentary as time has gone on. And right. uh, I came back out dealing with the Trayvon Martin trial on the Dr. Drew show on CNN. You know, I started working yeah. on there and doing that every night. Yes. And uh, that put me back in the mix. And then the Hidden Colors thing came out a little bit before that. Hidden Colors won at that time. And, uh, of course, it just, you know, went completely viral in everybody's home. You know, that was great. And then uh, they did Hidden Colors 2. I didn't do 2 because I thought 2 was just more of 1. But then I did do 3 because that was a different topic. And uh, that, of course, has been around. But a lot of young people stopped and talked to me about Hidden Colors. You know, yeah. and uh, because it has been such a vehicle to teach in a different kind of a way. Right. So I, I'm so glad that, you know, one of our brothers came up with an idea to be able to use the vehicle of DVD for something more than sports and movies and porno. You know, Indeed. we finally figured out what to do with the DVD, and that is to educate. In the barbershops, 
you know, mm-hmm. in the highways and the byways. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? Yes, and everywhere that you find us and everywhere that you necessarily might not be looking for us, they got a hidden colors in the cut somewhere. That's right. You know, That's right. And people are, you know, being exposed to this information, some for the very first time. That's right. Deep for the South. very first time. That's right. Yeah. You know, before I was in Georgia, I just came from Florida, you know, and mm-hmm. the more and more I moved through these cities, um, <clears throat> the deeper south that I get, you know, I see definitely the need and the necessity for there to be, you know, something to counteract what's not there. You feel me? So the fact that this brother has figured out a way to at least start spark a conversation, you know, and I'm looking at these children that I'm surrounded by. I'm looking at, you know, the grown folks that I'm surrounded by, and I'm like, well, what else do they have? You know what I'm saying? What well, else we, is we there? Do, we have one problem. And, uh, well, of course, we have a lot of problems. But I'm looking at, uh, having lived a long time, I'm looking at one issue is that it's like almost every generation, like, start all over. Yes. We haven't been able to have anything that was sustainable or any foundation that's right. been strong enough that, each generation can build on instead of yes. each generation coming out, starting all over, you know, and everybody, I want to start an organization to do this. Yeah, well, we're going to start an organization to do that. Well, you know, we need to not eliminate a lot of the things we've had. We need to build on them, even if we change them around and improve on them. But this starting over, starting over, starting over, it's not getting us anywhere. Glad you said that. You don't live long enough to complete your idea. Right. And uh, that's what I see as a problem. We have got to be able to do something and stay with it. Absolutely. And and that's the same feeling that I get from my observation, that I'm like, they're not necessarily exposed to anything. It's like we got to start all over. We have to start campaigning and do the same thing that, you know, some of these past organizations did by way of grassroots organizing and things of that nature because the situation seems to still be somewhat very fresh in the approach yeah, well, to certain it. Information is, certain information is not getting out. And uh, part of our problem is that, like, I like talk radio. I like the blogs and the regular shows. You know, I do all of this. This is part of what my job is. However, we take a subject on talk radio when something happens, and we talk about it. We might talk about it around the clock for two or three weeks. And then when something else new comes along, then we drop that and move talk on and talk that. about something else. As if we have solved the problem by talking about it. And we didn't do nothing but talk every day. Every day we talk and complain or explain or suggest or whatever it was. But we're just talking. We're not making that kind of progress. We're just doing a lot of what they call that armchair revolutionary, you know, just sitting at home and talking on the phone and expressing myself, and after we've exhausted the topic, in fact, when I go into a city, you know, I'll be into New York next weekend up yes. in Harlem at the National Black Theater on Black. Monday. Yes. And uh, I can't even announce when I'm coming to a city what I'm going to talk about. Because if I announce that on the radio, then the people will talk about that all day, all night, up until the point I get there. Until they've exhausted that topic, you ain't got nothing to talk about. They don't want to hear what I want to say. They don't want to hear nothing about it because they didn't talk about it. So I can't even tell the people what I'm gonna talk about. I have to keep that under wraps, and just when I get up there, talk about it. Right. Now we just want to talk, talk, not so much talk, and actually, some people, somebody got to do the work. Right. I've evaluated that, um, you know, just based on some people's feedback and commentary about talk radio and the fact that, you know, just like you said, it might be a topic and we chop it up and then there's another topic and we chop that up. And even though we're able to establish some sort of thread of continuity in each one of these topics and show that they're all somewhat quote unquote connected, I don't think that enough is being done, like you said just now, to approach each one of these topics as a problem, coming up with solutions and even even if some solutions are suggested, nobody's doing them. 
we just talk about, oh, yeah, that's the solution. Yeah, that's what we ought to do. And, you know, we constantly are saying to each other, well, we got to come together. That's all I hear. Well, we got to come together. No, we don't. We just have to take on the same idea. We don't have to come together because we're not going to agree with each other. We haven't been trained to agree with each other. We're right. not going to do that. No new information is coming down the pike. All of the solutions to the problems of the so-called Negro in America have already been given out. They've been given out by the Honorable Marcus Garvey, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Booker T. Washington. If we just take the programs that those three men had and do that. See, a lot of times we talk about things and we think because we talked about it, we did it. Well, we didn't do it. We just talked about it. Right. right. But those are the things. There's nothing new going to come along. The solutions are already out there to solve our problems. We just have to do it. How many generations are we going to say, they ain't teaching our children nothing in school? We need our own schools. Well, right. how did we used to have our own schools? There's already a blueprint for that. There Thank are formulas you. for all of these issues and problems we got. Somebody just got to do it. Right. So in your humble opinion, based on your observation, you know, Stating the fact that we did at one point do these things, you know what I'm saying? That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, supposedly we came right out of slavery and did a lot of things. That's right. Schools was popping. You know what I'm saying? Tulsa was we less had, than 50 years removed from slavery. Well, you know, and so then, you know, we had the uh, our own post offices. We had bus lines. Our, we had our own jitney. Schools. Yeah. We had dry cleaners. We had stores. We had everything that we don't have now. Right. And it happened so quick. It happened like a flash. And well, I like to point out. Quick. It wasn't that quick. You know, it wasn't that quick. Right. It was hard because the enemy was trying to destroy every step we made. You know, he pushed us back too. Right. So we had that kind but, of collective determination, which yes. is something different from unity. Collective, collective determination. determination. That's when everybody had the same idea and were working at trying to build something and do something. They didn't have to all come together. Every okay, day so and every night. What's separating that from now? How was that glue present back then, and that glue is not present in a modern day context? Because what could separation. have possibly happened? We had separation. Dissatisfaction produced change. We were dissatisfied with the way that we were living, and so we came up with different solutions that mimicked the other people around us. The things that we saw them doing, you know, if they had a hotel, then we built a hotel for our people to go to. They had a bar, then we had our own bar. You know, it was something similar to similar now to separate but equal. We opened our own things. We had uh, places for our children when they graduated out of high school. We had places for them to go and work, businesses to absorb them. Right. But And that kind of collective determination of everybody, you know, we need these things, we need our own uh, helped us to be upward bound to propel ourselves, you know, to have these different operations and organizations and businesses and stuff. And uh, until some people came along with that idea that uh, we needed to be loved by white people instead of doing something for ourselves. And after that, you know, that became our major force. And I hear people, you know, saying all the time about, well, we should go out and vote because after all, our ancestors, uh, they died for us to have the right to vote, and we don't have a right to disrespect them by not voting. We should go out to vote. They died for this. Well, listen, maybe they died for the wrong thing. That's not disrespecting them. We need a new paradigm. That didn't work then. It ain't working now. Mm. Maybe they should have died for something else because that hasn't produced what we thought it was going to produce. So what should we do? Just continue to beat that dead horse just because that's what they chose to die for? No, not for voting. That makes no sense at all. Hmm. I don't think it does, and I've been talking that up just gently around the country. You know, we can't win in no system where it's one man, one vote, majority rule, and we ain't but 12% of the population. That's ridiculous. And we've been doing that for year after year, several generations now we've been on the vote. Mm-hmm. You know, voting has not stopped one killing of black people. Voting has not stopped one uh, uh, 
unwed pregnancy. Voting ain't graduated one high school person into college. Voting ain't got nobody one job. Voting has not given to us whatever the promise was back then. Mm. And that's something that you all as young people need to look at. Okay? It's time to come up with a new plan. That plan, it ain't nobody got a business plan to keep the same one for 100 years. (laughs) No, they don't. They got to innovate. That's right. And so we yeah. have got to do that in order to move forward. You all can't keep following what these old slaves behind us been doing because it hasn't worked. Mm. <laughs> and that's my message for the young people is that y'all need to get to it and stop sitting around talking about what we didn't do. I already said what they I know what they didn't do. I was never in that. I was never trying to vote. That didn't never, you know, have that value to me. And I know the failures that they have had. And so my job has been to try to educate you all into a new idea so that you will not be blocked and locked in by something that these old slaves did 40 years ago. Right. Right. Y'all got to get off of Facebook. You can't build nothing on Facebook. You got to get off of Facebook, get off the telephone, and put your hands to work. Facts. And build something other than some conversations. (laughs) That's that's what I think I Really I think that's the message you all need to get Y'all need to get with that now Okay we didn't talk it out And uh, uh, all of this about The young generation and old generation Don't want to give up the reins Ain't nobody got to give up anything You have your own control of your own self Y'all do everything else you want to do Y'all ain't waiting on us to tell you what to do Yep that's right. Because I do, I do hear that, you know, I, I hear, I'm hearing a lot of things these days, but, you know, the new consensus is, you know, that the old people need to sit down and get out of the way and let the youth take over. Now, we're I'm not like, in your, listen, the old no, people are not in your way because y'all, we're not on the same page. I yeah. already told you the old slaves is walking one way. Y'all got to come another way. You have nothing to take over for what the old slaves got because they ain't got nothing. They ain't got nothing. Mm-hmm. What voting fishing anymore? That that's a dead horse, you know. All politics are local, you know. I'm not saying that if you vote for uh, the the right councilman, alderman, yeah, yeah. Uh, the dog collector, or the, you know, it's just some things <laughs> who's gonna pick the trash up. Those are good things to vote locally, and sometimes we may have a little power in something like that. But as far as all of this here. Vote for the tall white man, the short white man, the fat white man, the skinny white man. It's all the white people. That's not going to help us. It's not going to help right. you. Mm-hmm. They right. hate you. They hate you. It's not going to make them love you by voting. Mm. So I really want you all to do something else. And there ain't no range to let go. What do the old people have that y'all need to take over that works? Nothing. <laughs> okay. So y'all need to just come on up with your own plan and go do that. You don't need any old person's permission. When I came right. out, uh, when I came out of uh, uh, my mother's house, I wasn't waiting on nobody's permission. I was free to go and mm-hmm. execute whatever my idea was. And I would and that's imagine the same place you all are in. And my yes. parents didn't agree with me. You think my parents agree with me going out? And joining the Nation of Islam. Do you think my parents back in the 60s agree with that? Not, Not at all. all. <laughs> right. Okay. But Not I had to go live my life, and you all got to go live yours. I wasn't waiting to get no permission from nobody. You That's right. Somebody told me I had a right to go write these books. Did nobody tell me to go do that? You did that. That was my idea. I had to go and do what I saw needed to be done. I wasn't waiting on no permission, and I wasn't waiting on no collectives. No group of people to come together and do anything. You know, it's just how difficult to get on the radio. This is how difficult things are. You don't let the spot like that. You got to let them bombs off. <laughs> so, you know, you just, you just got to get to work. Pick something. Yes. You know, it's like we on a merry-go-round, and it's going around faster and faster, but we're not running the motor. But you can jump off and do whatever you want to do. You That's don't right. have to stay on the merry-go-round. You set time, black man. It's your time. You set the clock. You set the time. 
You can work so, with the seed if you want to. You ain't falling behind nobody else's car. Right. Can we um just rewind the hands on the clock just a little bit? I want to go back to the time when you were first coming out with your books. You know what I'm saying? Yes, what sir. was the opposition that you were facing? What was being said? And who was your greatest form of opposition? Were, was it the older people? Was it your peers? You know what I'm saying? Was it, um, you know, uh, more of the conservative religious type? You know what I'm saying? Like, who was trying to block your progress and you know, your work? interestingly enough, in the 90s, I did a lot of Women's Day programs, a lot of Men's Day programs in the Christian church. And I'm not a Christian. But the principles that I talk about are so universal that they help everyone. Yes. And so I was able to go and do those. And uh, it it did it brought a lot of fellowship between us as men and women. It uh, helped our children see us trying to learn how to get along. You know, it did a lot of things. And I, I certainly I had a lot of opposition from the uh, so-called women's lib group, black and white, uh, among a lot of our uh, poor sisters who uh, thought that uh, it would the things that I was teaching and telling them would make them a uh, lose some ground or not be able to be as powerful as they imagined they were because it was all imagination. And uh, I got, you know, a lot of uh, rebellion from them. But then, you know, we were already rebelling, so that was nothing new, really. Right. And stuff. And that's who I got a lot of flack from. But a lot of them have grown up. I'm telling you, the letters and stuff I get, and in fact, I'm saving them because I might one day put those all together just to show because I kept a lot of the letters from back in the day, too, okay, 20 years ago. And then I got new letters now, and I'd like to show what the difference, you know, generation past and things. In fact, the black man's guide is lightweight compared to the uh, uh, condition that we're in today as black women. This was, That was easy going. In fact, a lot of black men wish it was still like that because it's worse mm. now. <laughs> mm, right. it's, you know, it's it's a little more challenging for y'all now than ever. Yes, indeed. And I was going to say that, you know, you mentioned the age and the age of rebellion, you know what I'm saying, and 20 years ago, and that's more like the quote-unquote baby boomer generation and rebellion was something that was already in your blood, you know what I'm saying? And um, you just seem to have captured that spirit. And, you know, you were a product of that. You ran with that baton, you know, and you made this particular contribution. Um you know, and here we are in the day and age when, you know, my generation is being supplanted and moved aside by the millennials. You know what I'm saying? And they, they're really not, they're rebels, but in a different way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well. The things that they're willing to fight for are kind of like different. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, uh, you know, the problem that I'm looking at is that you all have a lot of face value. And so do they, whoever those millennials are. When I say face value, I mean uh, about having the nicest car, the nicest jewelry, or the best sneakers and things like that, or just learning the technology, the new stuff that comes out, and having the e-pads and knowing how to do all that. Yeah, Yeah, when I travel around, I look at all of us on the telephone. Now, we don't get along well enough to be doing all that talking to each other, so there's got to be something behind that, okay? say to each other. That's a bunch of nonsense. And what I'm looking at is that these phones and these Facebooks and everything have allowed us a place to have a confessional booth, and yes. the thing it has done is that nobody wants to be alone with themselves. Mm. Okay? Don't know, you know, don't know. It, it takes a lot of strength and acceptance of self to be alone with yourself. Right. But people yeah. don't want to be alone with themselves. And so that's what all of that talking and yakking on the phone is and rushing to Facebook every 10 minutes to confess everything they're doing. You know, I went in the bedroom. Okay, now I'm back in the kitchen. All right, I'm out on the porch. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that's how silly all of that is. I was, I was on my phone earlier. Because I was on the bus, and I was like, I, I wanted to update the flyer and let people know about the show and everything. So I'm observing some of the things in my timeline. And I'm like, 
I, I really envision the day when somebody's going to be like, I just went to the bathroom. I just came out yeah, the bathroom. It is. I, it's um, almost like that. Now I just drank some coffee. I'm getting in bed. Good night. And I, I might be speaking, you know, but I've actually okay. seen posts like this. Yeah. yeah I've seen stuff I'm like this. You. That's what I'm telling you. And I'm in my mind, yeah, saying to myself, I'm like, yo, people are very uncomfortable with themselves if they feel the need to speak to the world and express themselves, like you said, to speak to strangers. And it's like the doggy in the window syndrome. And I'm like, yo, this is bug. You know? We don't want want to have interactions or corrections or any instructions. And so the best way to do that is to write or talk into a machine that don't have no commentary to give you back. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so you and if somebody yeah, if somebody responds to it on your thread and they say something that you don't like, you're Be telling careful. that person, yeah, get off my thread. I'm gonna delete you. You know what I'm saying? I, I was just speaking to, or I was in so many words. They're saying I was voicing to the outer world, of which is inclusive of everybody on Facebook, with the hopes <laughs> that nobody would say anything back to me that I didn't like. You know what I'm saying? And look at all that energy being used on that nothing stuff. Look at all the energy and time being spent on that. As I said, y'all need to do something because all that time y'all spending on this technology, I mean, that's like all of the games. It's just a trap to collect your mind and keep you thinking about something that ain't going to do nothing for you and make you more dependent on somebody else. Mm. I'm not mm. against technology, but it's a double-edged sword. It is. Definitely is. Absolutely. So anyway, what I was saying is that I'm going to be at the National Black Theater on next Sunday, next weekend. I'll be in New York the whole weekend. I'll okay. be there Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and I'll be speaking at the National Black Theater on that Sunday evening, about five o'clock, I think. And that's on uh, it's on Fifth Avenue between 125th and 126th Street. Yes, National Black Theater. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably be over to Respect for Life bookstore over there. There's a nice brother over there, and he wants me to he's beg me. He said, i got to come by his store, so I'll probably go there. And uh, they're going to have a sister up there named uh, Sister Abundance Child, and she cooks. Yes, she child. has this vegetarian food, so I can't wait to get that. Oh, yes. Drop, car, yes, drop squad kitchen will be yes, in the building. Yes, right down in Wilmington. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hello. And uh, shout-out to King, Sister Kazia Glow. Yeah, from uh, a, a UAM, yeah. right. Indeed, and Brother King Simon, salute for putting together this monumental event. We will yeah, definitely yeah. make sure that we're in the building so we could greet you face to face. Oh yeah, you well know. you know New York, New York love me, and I love New York. <laughs> yeah, I mean we from the we from the city, so we'll we'll be there. We'll make sure we're in the building. Yeah, that's our hometown. Yeah, the city okay. definitely loves you. That's our hometown. And the uh, the city definitely has love for you, and um, we they're gonna be out there very deep. You know what I'm saying? They yes, they, they look yes, forward sir. to being there. So, tell me this, right? Are you coming out with your own line of Cesara Ali hats? Like, when you gonna bring that to the town? Is that on you the know, table I at all? Have, I should have done that years ago. I was just moving too fast. I had too much to do. <laughs> you know, and. Uh, <laughs> But uh, that was something that I, I could have done years ago because that's my trademark, and I have name, voice, and sight recognition, brother. I'm so blessed. Yeah. You know? yeah. So that yeah, was a know. conscientious decision that you made. Like, was that part of your repertoire before you came on the scene? That's a very unique approach to, like, no, you know. No, it was just I put together, you know, my uh, branding, my marketing process of what I wanted to do when I came out. And I needed something to distinguish me from all the rest of the Negroes that was out there with weaves and wigs and all of that. Of course, I would wear a crown like some of our ancient great women. Yes. And uh, yes. it has served me well because that's what I'm known for. Yes, you are. Now, when I say these words to you, all right, can you explain to me what comes to your mind, the divine no. feminine? No, I don't want to play that. I don't want to do that. 
Yeah, I'm not gonna take you. I'm not gonna take you down that road. I ain't gonna take. Yeah, we're not gonna play that game per se. But we 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 named tonight's program the 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 divine feminine. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, because this is yeah, this is Women's History Month. That's why I'm gonna be there. Right, right. Absolutely. So you know, different people might have their own particular take on it. You know, and I learned unfortunately in this community we're surrounded by a lot of people. Who have issues with women? Some that just straight up. Oh yeah. I hate women, you know. And, That's and right. It's right. part of the indoctrination into this particular society. You know, my grandfather raised us and told us the oldest war on the planet is the war on the woman. And um, <laughs> if I, you know, if I if I never saw that before, I see it a lot clearer now. Mm-hmm. So when I speak of the divine feminine in your mind, what does that mean? Well, what that means, brother, is that that's some of the stuff I'm going to be talking about up there Sunday. Okay. <laughs> but uh, we we just need to return the civilization. Just all become so uncivilized, mm. so savage, mm. living a beast life. Right. And, uh, we're going to have to uh, reclaim the civilization that we brought to the planet. Yes. You know, didn't nobody, we didn't need nobody to civilize us. We represented civilization before yes, indeed. we had an enemy who pulled us off our post. Okay. So I, those are some of the things that I will be talking about since it is Women's History Month. Then our topic will be women and our men and our children, you know, the first family which we are the first family. Indeed. Definitely. I have enjoyed this. I thank you all for inviting me. Yeah. And uh, I really certainly am looking forward to meeting all of you in person. I love you all, and I'm proud of what you're trying to do, what you are doing. You're the best, you're the wisest, and you're the most beautiful. The only thing that's holding you back is your own restriction Mm. and laziness, okay? Mm -hmm. you got to go to work for self and put that sacrifice in of doing that work because it doesn't last forever. Once you Mm. get your foundation and get your thing going, it's a much better life. It's nothing like freedom. It's nothing like freedom. I hear that. Okay. With your permission, can I take about two phone calls? I got like Oh yes, sir. Yes, I got sir. a bunch Let's of hands that. up in the call queue. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Let me right. honor some of that. these folks that came out. You know, tonight. I had already forgot them. Right. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to the two one five six oh nine. Two one five six oh nine. Call a peace. You are in the building. Welcome. Peace, peace. <clears throat> can you hear me? Absolutely, yes we can. Welcome to Notre Ledge Radio. Thank you for having me. Um, thank you again for just doing what y'all do, man, putting in the work. Uh, thank you, Sister Ali. You you remind me of the, the lady that I would call my, my conscious godmother. You know, I was going through some things a long time ago, and, you know, I had a conversation with her, and about two weeks later she told me to come over to her house. She gave me two crates full of books, and your mm-hmm. book was in, in one of those crates but you have the same energy and spirit as this lady. So I just want to thank you because, you know, you kind of invigorated me. I'm currently working on a book, but I've been slacking off on it, doing a lot of different things. But I'm about to get my hands dirty. So just thank you for reminding me of what I'm supposed to do and who I am. And, you know, I love you. And, Pills, I love y'all. I love the family. Indeed, brother. brother. Thank you, brother. Take care. I love you as well. Uh All right. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Let's go to another caller. Let's go to the 618-310-618-310. Any questions, comments, or concerns? Peace, family. All right, caller from the 618. Let me look back. Okay. You know, some of us don't know our own phone number, so you have to keep saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's 
take it to three four seven, all right, three four seven nine nine eight, three four seven nine ninety eight caller. Peace to you and yours, welcome. Three four seven nine nine eight caller. You are live. Greetings, peace. All right. <laughs> Let's go to Sister Amenti. I know she's in the building. Peace. Peace. Y'all can hear me? Greetings. Absolutely, yes, we can. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, hi, sisters. Um, Shahzad. It's great to to even just say hi to you. I, um, I was one of those that was against you for a while. I'm 30 years old now, yes, and now I get it. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's right. One of the one of the hardest things that I find is um, with women is uh, it seems like feminine being feminine. And being graceful, oh, sorry, being feminine and being graceful is seen as being a weakness. And sometimes I feel right. like with us, when, when we try to be that very feminine woman, not so much submissive, but that very feminine, loving woman, we can begin to feel like we're being taken advantage of by our men or, or just around us. Yes. Because you look at, let's take, yes. like, Spanish woman. She's very feminine, and it's accepted. And no one bothers her. No, no, I'm not going to say no one bothers her, but you get what I'm saying. She's very graceful. She's very feminine. Mm-hmm. But it seems like when a black woman is in that type of energy, she can almost get harassed for it or she's targeted for that type of vibration. Because I've been in situations. Uh, absolutely. That's part of what I'm also going to be talking about on Saturday, also on Sunday, also up in Harlem. Um, We're going to have to walk it back. And uh, there's going to be some time when it will be in triple darkness. It's going to be a void while we get it back like it's supposed to be. And but it can be done. Right. So that that's that's people what my, make people. Right. That's what my struggle. But, but you, you you can't you can't but you can't go wrong. Uh, being yourself, being queenly, being feminine, you can't go wrong. And we have to retrain our men. Since we put them in the condition they're in, they didn't put us in this condition. We put them in that condition. We the mother. We the first teacher. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've been leading them. They ain't been leading us. And so we are going <laughs> to have to do some backtracking and retrain them because they will go and follow us wherever we go because they love us. They want us. But That's we true. have to teach them that we have a different value than the one we've been putting out there for them. We have to show them something different, and then they'll get with that program. They'll get with whatever program we put out there. Like right now, we got them on a program that the only thing we good for is sex, and so that's the program they're on. Right. Mm-hmm. So but we have so to change that, that, and, you know, we can do it. So why is that? Then this is my perception. For the black woman, it's harder for us to stay so feminine because we have to still go into that place of roughness and getting aggressive because people will target us. Even our own, even other women will target you because you're wearing makeup and heels and you're coming to work or like crazy. So, I mean, like, how do we, what is that about? Where, and how where do, do you we, live? Where, where do you in, live? I'm in New York. I'm in New York. Oh, well, then come on out Sunday, because I'm going to be dealing with that. I'm not getting ready to talk about all that on the phone tonight. We're not going to take up all the time from everybody either. But come out on Sunday, and I have a message for you, and I'll give you some tools that will help you to move forward. Okay? She okay, got I'll you. Come on out. Come see her. Yeah, yeah, I'll try to make it. I'll I appreciate your growth. I hear your growth, and but I can take you further than you are, okay? Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Got it? All right. Yeah, I got it. Thanks, man. Okay. One more, please. I have a young lady on the line. And I think she needs to hear your voice as well. Um, okay. Let me go to the 347-365. Oh. Yeah, she disappeared that quick. All right, let's go to 347-998. No, we already did that. 618. 618- Eight three one zero six one eight three one zero. Call a piece. Y'all gonna have to get a bell. Six one eight three one zero. 
Lordy, Lord, child. Hey, Earth calling 618. Earth calling 618. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we, we try with them. It's unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? All right. But, um, you know, that's the condition of our people right now. But, you know, when you hear us, like that sister, I appreciate those kind of calls. She was very honest. She said, hey, I was one of them that was against that, but I see it now. You're right. Mm-hmm. That, that's, and that's what I was just telling you. Oh, the truth comes out. It wins out. Right. And when it rolls back around, you know, uh, by then we have the experience to know, like, uh, she was right all along. But nobody mm-hmm. wants to be corrected. You know, don't nobody want to be corrected. You know, we don't like that. We got mm-hmm. strong egos. However, if we take the medicine, even if it doesn't take good, we'll have a better life. Right. And that's, that's what right. we all want. A better life. Y'all don't want nothing but peace. Everything we want from the black man costs money. Everything y'all want from us is free. So what I'm trying to do is to bring those two entities together mm. in a moderate form where everybody can get some of what they want and all of what they need. Mm. That's right. So that's what my job is that I accepted for myself. Did nobody appoint me to do this? This is what I decided y'all needed. So this is what I've been on. That's beautiful. And it's, it's, it's very much needed. You know what I'm saying? And um, we look forward to your appearance. Yes, sir. New yes, York sir. City next too. weekend. I you know, can't wait. Absolutely. It's the talk of the town. Shout out to Black and Nobel. I also understand that they oh, are right, right, right. That's a good right participants there in, in this promotion. Yes, our Philadelphia mm-hmm. family. Shout out to Bunny's Child, of course. Shout out to Nikita Judd. Shout out to uh I'm sure Nicholas Brooklyn will be in the building. Um, there's a lot of sisters that have come out, you know, to like you said, get the queenly instructions, you know what I'm saying, which is so vested, very necessary at this particular time. You know, we're still being basking, we're still basking in this Virgo full moon energy. So, you know, it's a beautiful situation and we're honored to open our platform to bring this message to the family. Um, we're honored to have you here for the very first time. And we, we will be seeing you in your physical presence next week in New York City. Okay? Inshallah. Oh, excuse me. Yes, sir, brother. That's Indeed. what's going to happen. Y'all for having me on. And I think we got some things straight. And I think you all know a little bit more where I'm coming from now. And so oh, I'll absolutely. see y'all next weekend. Okay? I'm bringing my book out to get it signed. A lot of people are. Okay, then. <laughs> I'll see y'all there, brother. Peace. Indeed. Peace. <laughs> you know, as I've been looking at more and more media, you know what I'm saying? Sway. Yeah. Different programs. Um the BBC joint, you know, 45 minutes, 50 Vice. minutes. Vice. Vice is 15 minutes. 11, yeah. 11, 15, 20 minutes. They get all of that within a short segment. Sway gives them 45 minutes. The BBC segments, 45 minutes. You feel me? In and out. In and out, yeah. So, you know, we got the family used to three, four-hour lectures and interviews and things of that nature, which is cool. But sometimes the 45, 50-minute interviews are very to the point, very much on point, you know what I'm saying, concise, cut, boop, boop, boop. You know, Indeed. I think that, uh, if yeah. If the family doesn't have her book, I would highly suggest that, uh, you know, we go on Amazon and make an investment, you know, it's tax season. Get that book, you know, familiarize yourself with her uh, with her writings and her wisdom and uh, try to make it to New York. If not, Philly. If not, get in contact and uh, get a consultation or bring it to your town. You know, the family definitely needs it. You heard the, uh, the, the information that she said that she's ready to share. She has a plan. So let's get busy. Yes, indeed. Right. Like, you know. Like I said, you know, I was in the Deep South, just even on the bus, watching the dynamics of male-female relationships, overhearing conversations 
whoever has something to offer at this time should be welcome with a red carpet. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the trimmings, the fixings, the hors d'oeuvres, whatever needs to be done to make that person feel comfortable so they could come and disseminate whatever they have for the family. You know what I'm saying? Especially somebody that's vetted such as her. So, you know, because we, we need a lot of help. You know what I'm saying? Family needs a lot of help. And, um, yeah, I look forward to her coming to take all bomb. Shout out to Sadnetta. All right. He is in the building, in the chat room, checking us out as well. Um, shout out to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows who everybody is. So peace, love, and light. We're going to make it an early show tonight. Okay. Uh, you know, we worked through these technical difficulties to make this thing here possible. So we applaud you for journeying with us on this here particular episode. All right. We wouldn't have been able to do it without your love, your light, your energy. Okay. We'll be back Tuesday for another wonderful explosive episode. And of course, following Friday, we will see you in New York city next Sunday for the sisters blockbuster presentation at the national black theater brother red pill. All right. Let them know real quick. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be in the building, Philadelphia tomorrow, concluding your, um, eight hour, three, four part series. You know what I'm saying? Cause <laughs> yeah, the BBC find out about this shit. You know what I'm saying? They could chop it up and give you an epic mini series, you know what I'm saying? Like okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's like it should be like option. Epic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they option let me get the first thirteen episodes. Yeah. I Got mean, that. I yeah, I don't I don't do lectures a lot, but when I do come out I come out. Um, brother Set and Rob, what is the address? Fifty three twenty five old York Road. Fifty three twenty five old York Road tomorrow at the York House. Come Shout through. out to my brother, Staten Rob. Shout out to his beautiful family. Shout out to the Philly family. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, uh, holla at your boys, and uh, we're going to make it happen tomorrow. And uh, we'll let the family know what else is coming up. We got some things yeah. lined up for the month of March and April. We're working on some things. So, we look forward to seeing That's everybody indeed. in their spots. My right, KTL family. Off. Yes, yeah, yeah, out here in the ATL. 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 Let's make it happen. Holla. All right. All right. Shout now. out to my brother, Buddha Clinks. You understand me? Like, like Sister Sharazar said, it's work time. These upcoming oh, episodes yes, that we got coming up, we're going to be dealing with that that action boss. I, I was in the style of getting my hands in the mud, boss. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Gonna, I was doing that work. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Buddha Clinks. We was doing that work, getting this KTL University together. All right. Definitely uh, laying these uh, courses out. You know what I'm saying? It's not just talk. It's tangible. It's being put in motion. So there's a lot of things on deck, a lot of things scalable. coming off. Yes, indeed. You can measure, so, you can measure it. It's scalable. All right, you can measure it. All right. Yeah. Got a lot of stuff coming. So. <laughs> We appreciate the time. We appreciate your energy, family. All right. Love and light. Enjoy your night. All right. Enjoy your weekend. I'll see you safe and sound on Tuesday's episode. Peace. Oh, I want to, yeah. Also, I want to dedicate this episode to Sister Tainetta Muhammad. May her beautiful soul rise in power, always and forever. Okay? Peace. alaikum. Peace.